0: Welcome to Not In A Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not In A Huff. Thanks for joining me this week. Really appreciate it. As always, have a great guest for you teach you just a little bit about something that uh i guess we just don't know always a ton about you know when it comes to tv i've talked about you know some of my my guilty pleasures in reality tv this time you know i I think this is kind of in a different vein but uh, i also really enjoy watching house hunters so i've always thought you know how exactly does house hunters work you know how do how does someone get on house hunters and and start looking at houses and buy a house and and all of that what what's the process of of going from looking for a house which currently in in today's market is is wild uh... but looking for a house on tv you know that's that's adding adding to the craziness of an already stressful situation so you know is it really just a completely organic thing? is it a made for tv thing how does it work so, you know, my, my quest was to, to find somebody on one of the House Hunters show, shows that could, uh, could talk a little bit about that. Um, I actually started speaking with Alana Davenport. Um, she was on House Hunters International. Her and her fiancé at the time, husband now, were looking for a place in Vietnam. So how does, uh, you know, a couple, one from the U.S., one from um, the United Kingdom, Get on an American show, House Hunters, looking for a house in Vietnam. Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, every, every story is a little different, whether it's Vietnam or Peru or, you know, Poland and, and all these other areas. But I just wondered how exactly that process worked and how real this reality show was. You know, for, for those who are big House Hunter fans, I don't think you're going to be too upset. You know, there is quite a bit of reality to it. Um, but there is, uh, you know, there is some made-for-TV things. They they play a little hard and fast with uh, with some of the facts and exactly how the process works. You know, if if it's any big reveal, um, and we'll talk about it quite a bit. You know, the they actually already had the apartment that they that they, you know, supposedly fell in love with and moved into um, they had already been living in it we're going to talk about that um, but but yeah it was an interesting conversation to see how one of you know everyone's favorite reality shows how it actually all happens without further ado here is my interview with Alana Davenport we'll talk a lot more about house hunters and uh, kind of the behind the scenes of it all here's Alana I am here today with Alana Davenport Alana how are you I'm great how are you doing today I'm doing well, too. So thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, I'm excited. I asked you to come on because I want to talk about um, your time on House Hunters. You know, I think that's a show that a lot of people, um, I guess it's kind of a guilty pleasure. I know it is for me. I Sometimes I, I fall asleep watching House Hunters on Hulu, and I think that a, a lot of people do enjoy it. Uh, but I just want to kind of hear just a little bit uh, behind the scenes of it all. Before that, um, tell us just a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm as well, a house Hunters fan. I have been for quite a while. Um, so I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. Um, you know, didn't do much traveling as a kid really at all. Um, when I was 21, I went uh, out of the country for the first time to, um, London for study abroad and like, oh my gosh, it's clicked so many things with the summit. first time I stepped off a plane. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do, um you know, I've been watching House Hunters for years before that too. And I've always like thought it was like an unattainable goal. But, um, you know, after I set my mind to it, after uh, traveling for the first time, I actually found it, it fell into place quite easily. You know, if you put your mind to something, you can really make it work. Um, So we traveled um, for, I traveled for about four or five years. Um, I recently came back to Portland, I guess recently isn't almost two years ago, but um, with the last year being COVID feels like recently. Yeah. And in the
0: episode, you know, they give a Very quick blurb, everybody, but it said that you were, you had a travel blog and something you were super passionate about. Is that, was that the case? Were you doing a a blog back
1: then? Yes, actually, um, they do take some liberties with some things as I'm sure we'll talk about, but, um, (laughs) uh, yes, I did have a blog, um, 50 North 14 East was my travel blog. Um, it was mainly just, uh, for fun. And I was more into like the kind of just sharing, um, you know, just bits about traveling and meeting the community. Some bloggers are so good at doing these huge in-depth guides and everything. And I enjoyed doing that every once in a while, but really for me, it was just about kind of sharing the unique parts of um, living in Vietnam at the time and, you know, meeting the travel community.
0: Right. Yeah. And we we definitely are going to talk a little bit about some of the the liberties that the show takes because I've heard some of them, but I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of, I guess, the, the joke memes and stuff where, you know, they've always got like, such and such is a pencil sharpener. And the other one is a part-time um, substitute teacher. Our, our budget is $5.3 million. So exactly. You never exactly know what's happening. So, you know, so I'm, I'm going to ask you, I guess, questions based off of, of what your episode said. Mm-hmm. So we can see whether some of it's accurate or not. Uh, but mm-hmm. it says you moved to Vietnam from, from Prague. First of all, is that, is that
1: accurate? <laughs> um. Part of it is accurate. Um, (laughs) so this is actually, I guess, kind of a funny story. So I moved to Prague in 2014. Um, and I met my partner who we also met on the show there. Um, we moved to Vietnam together in 2016. Um, and I actually applied to be on the show then, um, The house, you know, so back then I thought like they were going to help me find my house and they emailed me back and said, Oh, um, you need to like have the house there secured and then like get this contract signed. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, kind of bummer, but I still wanted to go ahead with it. We'd been living in um, a house by like five months by the time they got back to me, um, with the release form. And at that point, the house was going to be sold in like 30 days for like, excuse me, like we're living in this house. What are we supposed to do? (laughs) So, um, it didn't actually work out that time. So that was in 2016. We then left Vietnam and then traveled around for about two more years and then came back to Vietnam. So technically, yes, we did move from Prague to Vietnam, but about two years of our life were taken out.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I just, just quick 10 minute before this, uh, I guess kind of some Instagram sleuthing I actually went on your, um, husband, fiance, whatever, <laughs> whatever he is, his Instagram, which isn't updated very often but no. he did he did show a house that you guys lived in in vietnam in, in 2016 and your mm-hmm. episode was in 2019 so yes. i thought there must be something here but but i'm sure we'll talk about that yeah <laughs> um so yeah tell us just a little bit about how how you met sam yeah um
1: so we um both worked at the same english language center over in prague I moved over to Prague, um, let's see, probably like September, 2014. And I met him like late October. Um, I did not want to meet somebody over in Prague. I wanted a year of being completely on my own, honestly, but of course that's how it always works out. Uh, and yeah, things just, it really easily aligned up, but we both wanted to travel. We both, um, you know, we both really wanted to go to Asia uh, him he it was his idea originally to move to Vietnam so that was also brought up in the episode and that's true um you know I had hardly seen Europe and he'd seen more of Europe being um, that he's English so uh, we kind of just we decided yeah to go to Vietnam somewhere really far away and new to the both of us
0: I think that's always funny about those shows is because they they want to try to add in a little bit of personality but they want to do it so quickly some of the things they say is just like dang, that sounds a little weird. Like in yours, they said um, that sh- she, it wasn't love at first sight because he was too young for her. I was like, dang, that seems a little strange, but it was that really the case? Well, it's
1: funny, but um, he's like a month younger than me, but uh, he's got like a really young face. And when I first met him, you know, I was 23, so I don't know what I was concerned about. Like I knew he must've at least been in his twenties, but I was like, Oh, he's too young for me. Um uh, so they did, they did kind of run with that. I've totally forgot that was on the episode, but yes, uh, I did think potentially he was, but then I found out he was my age. So no issues there.
0: That's funny. So you kind of mentioned it just a little bit, but how is the whole process of, of getting on the show?
1: Um, so I applied, um, uh, like I said, online, I found an application for, you know, house centers international when I, uh, when we decided we were going to move to Vietnam, um, and so again, I thought they were going to like help us find the house. I was a bit naive and <laughs> I was excited to get like someone's help. Um, cause I did never, um, you know, I didn't know how to even begin finding a house in Vietnam. So when I applied, then they got back to me pretty quickly and said like, oh, do you have a house secured and everything? I said, no. And they said, get back to us when you do. Um, we found that house we lived in Vietnam in 2016 pretty quickly, but, um, just the kind of like getting acclimated and everything there i didn't get back to them for a while and they didn't get back to me for a while um so we missed out on the first time we were in vietnam we then um i reached out to that person again in like 2018 when we had moved back to vietnam and then they reached back out to me and yeah the ball just went wrong from there
0: yeah and so and you had already kind of secured your your house and and then got on the show
1: Yeah. So, uh, we had the, um, the house we lived in beforehand. Um, we had that secured and then, um, we did, uh, we got that apartment, uh, as well before we were on the show.
0: Yeah. So what, uh, I guess what's kind of the the process You, you just have to email them or did you have to like, uh, audition or anything i've seen so i've seen on youtube like people's audition tapes is that a real thing or are they just doing some strange stuff
1: no yeah we um we had an email conversation and then just like a quick youtube thing i think that was pretty probably what pretty much everyone does mm-hmm. um they they put like advertisements for it on instagram i think sometimes too like do you do you like to travel do you want to like be on this travel show um so then i think there's like some different ways people find it i just found it through their website
0: i gotcha. I got you. So how does the, the, the filming happen? You're, you're, you already have a place secured. So do you have to then also find the, 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 I guess the fake places too, or do they give you some places to go that's not real or how does that happen?
1: Oh, no, they give us. They find everything. So there's different, um, yeah, different houses that they would show us and um, they were available. So we could, um, you know, I suppose we could have moved into them if we wanted to,
0: (laughs) So, and you, did you already live in your house or was it just secured? Yeah, we lived in ours. So did you, so I guess it wasn't, the houses there weren't completely empty, but what about, I just wonder about the ones that are completely empty. Do they have to move all their furniture out for the show?
1: I'm not sure actually. Um, They, it's possible. We had um, just like our apartment came furnished, which is pretty standard in Vietnam. So we didn't really have to worry about that, but You know, the ones in America where they're big houses, they might have to move the furniture out. I'm not quite sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're, I I know you're you're kind of talking about you doing it, but was it your ideal originally to to get on the show or was it Sam's or was it just kind of a mutual decision or how'd that happen?
1: Um, Yeah, I think it was probably Mine. I had been watching House Hunters for years and years and years and I thought it'd be so fun. Um, all my mm-hmm. family watches it and everything. <laughs> and then um, I can't remember if Sam had seen one. Maybe we'd talked about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was my idea.
0: <laughs> I just remember that. So the thing that just I think is going to blow some people's minds that watch House Hunters, because your episode definitely said, I mean, it almost played it played up that you were moving to Vietnam sight unseen. You had never been to Vietnam before. And they're just making you move there. And then come to find out there's your second time living in Vietnam. That's, that's funny.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I guess the reason probably why they can't do all that is just because in half an hour, it'd be hard to explain Like she was living there. Then she left, then she came back. But <laughs> yeah, so it's just kind of funny. The It's kind of like the, the condensed story.
0: <laughs> yeah, and do they, I guess, do they tell you why they're doing it? The, hey, we're going to kind of play with the story or do you just get surprised when it comes out and be like, that is not exactly how any of that is.
1: I wouldn't say surprise the filming crew is so so cool and um the producers are really cool so it was kind of just like they asked um I guess it would kind of be like the 2016 view of us moving there like that was the accurate like we had come from Prague to Vietnam so it was kind of just like putting ourselves in the eyes and seeing it um like fresh with new eyes you know so
0: the the filming how does how does that take place how long did it take to actually film everything they kind of make it look like it's in one day i don't know whether that's necessarily the case but how does the filming take place
1: um over a course of like five days um and um i'm trying to think yeah so we i think saw one place every day and then there was um you know just kind of like the filming around vietnam and everything so yeah four or five days i believe so it's pretty quick um the days are kind of long you know they have to Uh, take quite a few um, different takes of things especially in Vietnam because there's so much background noise like with the motorbikes and everything so it's kind of funny I'm trying to get the a moment where the sound crew can like you know really hear us over the motorbikes or the construction or whatever's happening so I bet that's a big challenge on a lot of the like um, big city episodes
0: right right and that and I that was another question I had just how much you know, do you have to redo everything? How many times are you walking into a room surprised by the way it looks? I'm sure that there's quite a bit of that.
1: Uh, actually, probably not as much as you uh, think. There was definitely some, but it was more like if we, you know, sometimes we'd go in and I'd be like, like just like totally awkward, like forget how to act. And so like, they'd be like, okay, let's do that again. Or um, if uh, like a motorbike drove by and was super loud or, you know, things like that. It wasn't so much like, um, I guess trying to prompt the right reaction out of us. If it was just like if I was being really weird and like forgot how to do something, they would let me <laughs> and give me another chance, luckily.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's that's kind of what I I would thank, just because there's so many different people that that come on that show. I know not everyone is just naturals behind a camera, but they make everyone look that way. So I, I feel like there's got to be a lot of takes of people just be like, oh, never mind. Let me start that over. So Yeah, because sometimes I, I walk
1: in and I'd be like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like, um, yeah. you know, so there's like all these things you don't think about, like talking over each other and stuff. So if me and Sam would be, because we'd share like our honest opinions of the house. and But if we were talking over each other, then, you know, you have to refilm that.
0: So you you said that they want to draw honest opinions, which is good. So sometimes when I've talked to other people on reality shows, they don't necessarily like script things, but they do try to play up drama. I don't know that that's the case with house hunters. I'll tell you, almost every house centers couple I've ever seen. There's some kind of friction on exactly what they want in their house. Your guys is one was mm-hmm. differences in price and difference in size of the house. I, I can't, I mean, maybe your guys is, completely ac- accurate, but I can't imagine that every single couple always disagrees on the type of house they want. So do they, they, I mean, they play that up or.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they, they ask kind of what, It's good at how they do it. So they said, like, Sam, what did you want in the house? You know, Lana, what did you want in the house? And there were some discrepancies, of course, because, I don't know, maybe some couples want everything exactly the same, but certainly (laughs) we're not always that way. Um, So, coming back to Vietnam, I really wanted a like three to four bedroom house. And I know that sounds crazy, but <laughs> we had a bunch of visitors lined up and I wanted that. We both worked from home. So I wanted an office. And then I thought maybe, you know, we could do some like an at home, like yoga, um, like studio or something. Cause um, I had got my yoga teacher uh, certificate that year. So I thought it'd be kind of nice to have a little studio. So um, I was like, I really want four bedrooms. And so um, I think they kind of well, they went with that because it's, it's interesting that I wanted that. And we ended up where we were um, looking back. I think it was a bit crazy. I wanted four bedrooms, So I'm glad it didn't work out that way. But yeah. um, so they kind of just find out like what would be the difference between a couple. Um, Cause I know somehow somehow like Hunter's episodes I've watched, the difference is so weird. So maybe those ones, like they had to play them up. Because I remember when I was watching, the woman's like, I hate birds. I don't want any trees near the house because I hate birds. I'm like, what? That can't be like, she yeah. must have just randomly said that. And they're like, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the one part that I know that you guys are accurate, mm-hmm. or at least I think so, given, again, looking at you guys' Instagram, is you really are passionate and wanted a dog. And I believe you got mm-hmm. one, right?
1: Yes. Um, yeah, we got a dog. Um, we were so excited about that. Um, again, it's kind of crazy looking back. Why did I want a dog when I was living in Vietnam? But, uh, yeah, he's, he's turning three this week. We got him three years ago to this week. Um, yes. Yeah. He's our little, he's our kid. That's, that's exciting. That's (laughs) exciting. So can
0: you, you know, you talk about watching house centers and, and being a fan of it in the past, can you still watch house centers? No, you know, being on it and I guess kind of still, see it as you know a a real thing or do you kind of see the scriptedness behind it and the you know the the story that they create
1: you know it's so funny because we still do watch it sometimes and at first i was like i i can't it's gonna be i'm gonna feel so awkward because like i felt kind of awkward watching our show but um i still am like why didn't they choose that house I'm like wait alana (laughs) like calm down um so i know i don't know i think that i still really enjoy it and um you kind of get like a sense of sympathy for some people because um, I don't know if you ever like look at some people's um, episodes on the YouTube comments, people are like, what is wrong with them and everything. And they're still, they're humans and they, you know it is just TV at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> right, right. And the, the one that you chose, I, I can't even remember and I'll t- be honest, to make sure that I had the right questions, I watched it like two hours ago and I've already forgotten. Mm-hmm. You, you chose like the smallest little, the small one, right?
1: Yeah, we chose a two bedroom apartment.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I if if I remember right, you I guess you, you're you just good at playing it up if you already that was already your place because you were talking about how much you disliked and it had no soul and all this stuff. So so what made you decide to be that forceful against the house that you knew was already yours?
1: you know, I actually kind of like I did feel that way and about that apartment and that's <laughs> um I guess it's a little bit unfair, but it was like so narrow. If I I think I do it in the show. If I spread my arms wide and like stood there, you know, I could, I couldn't quite touch wall to wall, but almost. Um, So the apartment itself, I guess, wasn't like the main draw of it. Um, The front room, like our bedroom, it had a gorgeous view of the Dragon Bridge and like the street in front of us was so lively and we had little balcony. So the front room was really special and we could see the river. And so it was a beautiful location. I really liked that. And it had the two bathrooms, it had the, um, the shower. Again, I, one of my things on the show was I couldn't stand a wet room, which is so true. Like I yeah. wanted a separate shower. Um, so yeah, between like the location and like the beautiful view and everything, it just, um, and the, um, the price of it, it was like a good choice for us. Um, but I did, I felt those feelings still. So it wasn't too hard to play it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, so how long had you, you lived there when, when the sh- episode happened?
1: Uh, six months, I believe. Six months, I got gotcha. you,
0: gotcha. And you said that the other ones were still available. So when when that show happened and you went to the other ones, were you regretting your decision that you lived where you lived, or were you? Did it kind of confirm that you liked where you were at?
1: Uh, it confirmed that I did not need such a big place. When we were looking at those ones, you know, <laughs> trying to think of cleaning those and everything, and in Vietnam, um, I'm like terrified of cockroaches I think that they cut Mm. all these scenes but like anytime there's a cockroach or anything I'm freaking out Um, and like the first place we lived in Vietnam it was a two um a two-story house and we got lots of cockroaches on the ground floor and I was thinking again like oh my gosh we're on the fourth floor now like we're not going to get that as many cockroaches we still did they can crawl through the drains but (laughs) I'm like so glad we didn't have um a house I'd have to deal with several you know floors of cockroaches (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and was the the person that was there the the real estate agent? Were they a real real estate agent? Because that's one other thing I've heard before that sometimes when they just come to a new place, they don't worry about finding a real real estate agent. They just hire somebody to act as one.
1: I have heard that, and they asked us beforehand if we had a real estate agent we could recommend, and we said we didn't. We just kind of um, found our house. But she was a real estate agent, and she was she was at all. We actually hung out several times after the episode. <laughs> Oh, that's cool.
0: So do, yeah. they, do they kind of prompt them too, or is it, is it really them showing houses they have available?
1: Um, I can't remember if these were ones that the, the property group was renting, but um, she, I think she would seen them beforehand. So they must've been, um, cause I wouldn't say like none of us are trained doctors and I don't think she had ever been on camera before. So I don't, I'm sure they, um, she had to show those houses before. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wonder what that would be like, obviously, for, you know, the Americans that are on the show, they're used to house hunters, they've seen it before, they're the ones that applied. But when these real estate agents and all these, you know, faraway countries never seeing house hunters before just get asked to, hey, do you want to be on this American show where you're fake showing houses? I wonder what these people think it probably. I know, yeah,
1: um, I'm trying to think of how she was asked i'm sure we talked about it at the time but i don't remember but yeah she was great um i've seen a few in denying sense and they've used um the same not the woman on our episode but like the same woman multiple times so they must have like now that it's getting a more popular city i think they have the person they use there and they'll use her for probably all the episodes
0: yeah yeah so is there anything else about you know house hunters international that i guess would be surprising for people who who just watch it
1: um it's a really small crew and I don't know if that would um you know surprise people or not surprise people but it's just three people and they're really great um we have like so much fun they were a uh, travel lovers too you know they get to like go around the world um so it's you know it's really fun to do and I would highly recommend if um if someone listening is moving abroad uh apply and it's you know you get um you get five days of like getting taken out to lunch and getting driven around by like a camera crew. So it feels like a kind of once-in-lifetime experience. Um they got us up to, you know, the um the Golden Hands Bridge in Danang. Um, that's in like the one of the last scenes of our episode. And that's, you know, like such a, I don't know, really fun, iconic thing. People were like (laughs) trying to figure out what the camera crew was about. They got um someone who was like a drone professional and he got these amazing shots and everything. So it's really fun to be on. So um I think that, you know, if someone was thinking about it, even if you don't think like you're going to be good in front of the camera, they have a way of making it feel really natural.
0: And that was, I had a question about whether you would do it again if you had the chance, and it sounds like you absolutely would.
1: Oh, I totally would. I would love to have the exact same crew. I'd do it every time we moved if I had the chance. I thought it was so fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that's. Um, it is
1: awkward seeing yourself on camera though. Like you, it's funny, kind of. um You know, of course, any reality TV show they can edit it any way they want. So you're like, oh, that's how I sound. Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah. How many times have you you seen the episode? I think one and a
1: half. I really didn't want to watch it again.
0: <laughs> really. Have you, I mean, there's only about 60 million episodes, so I don't know how often they replay them, but have you ever actually seen it when you weren't expecting to, to watch it?
1: No, we don't have um, cable or anything. So we watched it as um, we, uh, The t- it was so funny when it came out, Sam's family was all over here in Portland for the wedding. Um, mm. It just happened to come out that weekend. Mm. And so we had like a big viewing party with his family and it was like, we were cringing, but everyone was like, yeah. Um, laughing so hard they the scene where we choose the house is like we're getting a massage I'm like why did we let that happen it's so (laughs) awkward
0: (laughs) yeah that's funny and it kind of it's kind of an awkward way that you guys chose it too I feel like because he's like you you know you trusted me to move here you just have to trust me with the house and then you're like okay this seems a little seems a little different but (laughs)
1: yeah no I'm sure in reality it was probably at a coffee shop and I was just like oh I'm frustrated let's just move in but (laughs) yeah yeah so
0: I guess more just about Vietnam as a whole so you moved there twice so obviously you really enjoyed Vietnam but tell us I guess some of your your favorite things about living in Vietnam
1: yeah I do really love it you know we talk all the time about moving back even still um I didn't have really any expectations when we went over the first time but we got a job at um, an english language center and that job (laughs) turned out to be quite interesting it was like i don't know it it wasn't the best school there's a lot of schools over there that are not necessarily you know scams but they're just they don't treat the employees amazingly but um we met some really really cool people through there um vietnamese friends local friends and um, you know expat friends Um, and just the, the lifestyle there is it's, it's easy to have, you know, a life, a good life on a a much smaller salary than you'd need in Portland or the UK where Sam is from, um, or even Prague where we'd been before. And, you know, you can go to the beach and then you can, um, just drive. We had a motorbike. Um, you just, it just feels very casual, much, um, much less casual than America, I guess. So, um, you know, we'd just go out for like pho in the morning, we'd lounge by the beach, and we'd go to work, and we'd come back and like have a beer at night. So it's just a slower pace of life than here. Um, There's kind of like a group for everyone, I feel like. There's not necessarily like one type of person who moves to Vietnam. There's really old people, there's baby boomers, there's really young people, there's backpackers, there's um, young families and everything. So it's really like interesting kind of melting pot of people, especially in Da Nang right now. When we first moved there in 2016, you can... Significantly, feel how much the city has grown. So, I'll be curious to see. Um, you know, I feel like it's going to be a, a powerhouse in Southeast Asia in, in the coming years.
0: And I, I don't know too much about Vietnam or, um, you know, that particular city. And I could easily look at the map, but where in Vietnam is that? Because I have talked to a lot of travel uh, people and that have talked a lot about Vietnam and how there's it's a huge difference between you know, South Vietnam and North Vietnam, you know, based on, I guess, kind of the, the war and their thoughts on, on Americans, where, where is the da Nang?
1: Da Nang is right in the center. Um, yeah. So the North and South are really different. Um, Hanoi is in the North and then um, Ho Chi Minh city is in the South. I love the North of Vietnam. Um, that's my favorite part. We actually, um, I debated on moving to Hanoi a few times, but it's a much bigger city and you don't have the, the beach and everything. Um a lot more like city pollution but um yeah as far as Nang, i think that was like the the kind of neutral zone in the war my grandpa actually lived there for um a while so my dad came to visit i'm like wow it's three generations of us have you know been to Nang now
0: that is cool yeah and it just kind of goes to show that everyone has totally different experiences cuz the person i was talking to was didn't like the north because they said that it was there's kind of animosity towards Americans and you you didn't really feel that way
1: yeah the, I heard a lot of people before I went saying you know the north everyone's cold it's not um you know it's not a very friendly place and I love the north I would uh, go back in a heartbeat um I can I guess maybe people weren't as openly friendly as maybe the south or in the central but um uh, I didn't really feel like that at all we, everyone we met was really lovely and the food is amazing up there and it's just a like gorgeous um, it's gorgeous architecture so
0: what made you I guess give up the
1: the motorbikes and the
0: the flip-flop tans for oregon again
1: oh i ask myself that often <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh sam and i got married in 2019 um we really wanted to have a common you know passport green card situation because we'd had to uh, move so often and in vietnam you can um you can leave the country then come back in on a new visa so that was Easy enough, but we're like, how sustainable is this really? We've been doing it for like four and a half, five years now. So um, we also we were very in love, of course, (laughs) that we got married, Um, and we've been in Oregon ever since. We had plans to, you know, go visit his family in the UK, but of course, coronavirus in the past year has stopped us from traveling completely. So we tentatively have some plans this summer of going to the UK. Um, So fingers crossed for that. But yeah, Oregon's great. again, just talking about Vietnam more and more, I'm thinking, why did I come back? But (laughs) um, we're enjoying our life here. We've got a really lovely apartment. Um, We did not get the help from house hunters finding it, uh, (laughs) but (laughs) our dog loves it and um, we're close to my family. So yeah, it's been nice, but we'll definitely be excited to travel again soon.
0: Yeah. And when you say travel, are you wanting to actually like go live somewhere
1: else again? I'd like to. Yeah. Um, We talk about, you know, Vietnam again, but uh, we do for visa reasons have to um, spend most of our time in the U S but there's so much, you know, place to travel around the U S so we can do that too. And then, um, you know, spend a couple of weeks here and there uh, in different places, hopefully, definitely in the UK to visit Sam's family. And then, you know, hopefully we'd love to visit Prague again. We'd love to see more of Europe. Um, South America has been on our to-do list forever. So yeah, hopefully once every, you know, the immunity and whatever, uh, we can get back out there. So
0: you that, that was a few years ago that we're talking about. You moved back to Oregon. Tell us kind of what you've been up to since then.
1: So when I first got back, um, I was just uh, teaching online still. And um, I found a job um, pretty soon after we got married as a interior designer for um, designing for like short-term rentals. Um, so it was cool because, you know, it was kind of dealing with, um, travelers still and talking from people to people around the world. So I love that. Um, and more recently I've been, yeah, just working as, um, an interior designer. I do remote interior design, mainly based in America, but I'd be happy to, uh, you know, help people from around the world too. Uh, I started a company called local honey creative house, and, um, I've been, yeah, mainly we're working with um like airbnb and um short-term rental folks wanting to upgrade their house um appeal to like a broader range of travelers and everything uh but i love to do you know regular um uh, residential houses as well um shops yoga stores and everything so yeah it's been fun i've um really i guess found more of my passion here as far as work uh you know teaching wasn't necessarily my passion but travel was but now we're here and uh, interior design's great so Maybe I can blend both in the short future.
0: <laughs> yeah, very good. What about Sam? What does he do?
1: He works for a online company. He works for um, he still works within the education sector, but he works for like um, uh, an education startup. He's a manager there, so okay. he's also remote. So we do have the capability to you know pick up and go wherever.
0: Yeah, no, that'll be exciting. So how can people find um, your your interior design business? You as a whole, um, I guess, if they just want to. Connect more.
1: Yeah. So my Instagram, um, I guess my Instagram, as people might be familiar with me on House Hunters, is uh 50 North 14 East. That was the name of my travel blog. Um, it was an ode to uh Prague. That's like the kind of the short uh shortened version of the coordinates of Prague. So that's when I wanted to make a travel blog. I based it off of the first place I lived. Um And then uh, my interior design business is called Local Honey Creative House. um, And that's on Instagram as well, um, website as well there. My travel blog, I've had a few people reach out from um, watching on House Hunters, seeing if they could find the travel blog. It is disbanded for now. And maybe once we can travel again, I'll get back on it. But like I said earlier, I'm not much of, I don't love writing. I don't, <laughs> so <laughs> trying to, um, I really feel for, uh, you know, professional travel bloggers this year, they've had to somehow create content and make money still, but oh, like, it's hard when you <laughs> you can't really travel.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been a, a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I do think that all, all these reality shows, obviously, in order to actually make something people want to watch, you know, there's there's got to be a little bit more to it than what people hope. It's not all just organic, but I'd like to think that it's not as as off as some of them are. So, so I, I, it was a kind yeah. of
1: yeah so so yeah. I think that house hunters does a good job of that because um well you know like you were saying they've got so many episodes they've probably got it down to a science on how to make it um you know they can ask you um questions make you feel like natural they bring out the um I guess the they can bring out the drama without making it actually dramatic by um, kind of you know, most couples I don't agree with absolutely everything. So they might be like, Alana, what did you think about this? Or so, you know, then I tell the honest truth. And so that can kind of create a bit of drama. Cause yeah, when you think about it, you don't want to watch two people being like, I hate this. I also hate this. I love this. I also love this. <laughs> you know, it's just it's not as not good TV, is it?
0: <laughs> right. No, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Of course, yeah. Thank you. And that was my interview with Alana Davenport. Hope you enjoyed that one. I learned a lot you know i've always really enjoyed house hunters whether it's you know the domestic version or whether it's the international version i do tend to kind of lean towards the international version i like to to see the the house hunting experience and then also learn about a, a new city or a new country that's kind of a an added bonus but i i really enjoyed speaking with her you know it it didn't ruin house hunters for me i knew that there's got to be a little bit you know there's got to be something to it to make it interesting every single episode just like she just mentioned you know it's it's a tried and true formula they've got thousands of episodes at this point so it's got to uh you know it's got to follow a a certain formula and uh that sometimes means that they've got to they've got to get the the story exactly how they want they've got to make sure that they're showing houses they want they've got to make sure that they've actually end it with someone in a home you know the the thing that you don't see is people say you know you know these three houses not anything i like i'm just going to keep looking that wouldn't work out too well so what they do is make sure that the the people already have secured a home and then uh, kind of go through the the process and and kind of you're just like with them they uh, this is something that they had moved there once before and they kind of Played out that process again. Same thing with you know looking for a house. They kind of re uh, re uh, I guess look at at the process and and try to to reenact it. That's that's the word I was looking for. Try to reenact the the house hunting process rather than the exact real one. But I really appreciate Alana's time. Do check her out um, on her, her social media and then also on her interior design page. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking with her. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you as well. Check us out, Facebook. You know we have a, a podcast page, Instagram. We've got Not Enough Podcast. That's the the handle. Follow us there. Of course, Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you follow. Make sure you give a five star uh, rating. That would be amazing. A comment, even more amazing. Appreciate you being here. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.